Welcome back to Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. And I'd say probably this episode is the official start to the off season. Technically, what, season three? We're just going to lump in the playoffs with the regular season because we're not having a, a one episode or a two episode season, so... Season three of Meet at the Quarterback. Did you guys think it'd go this long? Uh, oh, I thought it'd be a lot longer, you know, considering the Vikings were eliminated first round. I meant I was talking about our podcast days. Did, you, did you think we would be still be recording, I guess, probably about six months in now? Oh, more, no, than, more that. than that. I think we're close to like nine. Eight, yeah, eight months. Eight or nine months. <laughs> Sure. It's exciting. It's fun. Yeah. No, no thoughts. Yeah, no. Like doing it. No impressions. I like say? doing it. What he said. I said I enjoy doing it. Oh, okay, good. I think the off season will be very fun. Yeah. Though, again, I wish we could start in like February, but. Um. Yeah. So, are we feeling? Obviously, probably better um, from the loss, but is it still? There are parts where it's still hard for me. At like, if I look at that fourth down pass play, I get very sad again because um, I, 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 w- I don't think I ever defended the the play, but I wouldn't even say Kirk's reasoning is good enough to have that be a decision at all. Like, I hear what he's saying, how he wanted to put the ball in play. But, I mean, you know the route that JJ's running. You, you, you know, like, where he'll be. I'd say you just throw it up. And if anything, you're hoping for a PI. Like, even if he's double, triple covered. Also, if it gets picked, it's fourth down. It doesn't matter. I think. No, it doesn't matter at all. I, I no longer am. I no longer feel it's a justified um defense that he just wanted to put the ball in play because there's no way Hawkinson was going to break two guys for nine yards so it was horrible it was the worst it was the worst play of the entire season by far hey did you hear Mackie's hot take no I didn't what do I guess what was the hot take might have heard it yeah I'd be curious what your thoughts is his hot take was Kirk's fourth down throw completely eliminated the previous four months of Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I did. I did hear that. Um, no, I, I don't agree with that at all. Okay, good. Thankfully, uh, thank you. That's that's a ridiculous thing to say, but um, it definitely it definitely brings down the the hype over Kirk during the regular season. But no, by no chance does it diminish everything he accomplished. That's ridiculous. And, and Hayes, let me, I want to also go back from our previous um, episode conversation. We won't get super deep into it, but I, I would say I would actually agree with you that there's, that we should not pay Kirk the money we're currently paying him for a contract extension. So I don't know if that was your point that you were trying to make, or if you were just completely, no, absolutely not. Like we're not adding any more years. But I would say the only reason to keep Kirk is if we can get him for, I don't know the exact number that comes to mind, but significantly less than what he's currently making. Yeah, and I get that. If you can find a way to extend him where it's cheaper cheaper for you, saves you some money, that'd be, I guess, yeah, I'd be all for that because it still gets you opportunities to put money in other places. But I don't see him ever taking a pay cut. Um, he's not. He's not the Tom Brady guy where I'll – I'll make significantly less when compared to the other quarterbacks in the league to fill the positions that my team needs. He's a guy that sure, if I can win a Super Bowl, that's great. But I, I know you guys aren't a big Purple Daily fan. Judd's line gets me every time. He's a Hall of Fame negotiator. He really is. He knows how to get a ton of money. He will be a very, very, very wealthy man for the rest of his life. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, maybe KOC and Quazy can work some magic because I think we would all agree that this season Kirk Cousins is substantially different than the Kirk Cousins we had seen the previous four years. Definitely. Um, and yes. it showed with obviously like the wins and the division title. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would agree pre-2022 Kirk Cousins probably is not taking any type of like pay cut, but you know, maybe he's he's on board with the KOC and Quazy Kool-Aid and he really wants a, a, a ring at this point. He's like, I have enough money. Who knows? I, it's it's mm-hmm. the optimist in me. No, no, definitely. And I think he might even know figure a ring would help his chance of getting to the Hall of Fame a lot because he has the numbers. He does. He's been a very consistent quarterback. And by the time he retires, he'll continue to, I think, put up similar numbers. So if he can get that ring, it definitely could help him in the – the idea of possibly getting into the Hall of Fame. Which right now, th- he's not there. No, agreed. Which I would think you would want, like... Oh, 100%. <laughs> legacy of some sort, but... Yeah. I just wanted to quick share that, because I, I did have to think through what... I don't want you to it think... It was a I lot of on. just garbage getting thrown out there. Yeah. Yeah. It came in hot. I didn't want you to think I didn't value your opinion. And I had to think through also, like, what is, why? why Listen, I don't hate Kirk as much as I was yelling it about. It's just. Yeah, you guys did get kind of heated. Like you said. I had two people reach out to me saying it was a funny encounter because of the heat that was occurring. Jake said, he's like, I don't, he's like, Andrew did not appear prepared for Hayes' rant. And I said, no one was because we had three minutes to finish our episode and Hayes drops this bomb. Yeah. So. But okay, uh, we can talk more about that as we go because I'm sure we'll have honestly. Well, it'll some come point. up every single time over the next yeah six many, months. Yeah, all the different versions of how to save money and where, who, and what you cut, all that. But we have an agenda. Let's stick to the agenda. Um, we got some predictions or just what we think is going to happen for this weekend for playoff football. Game one is Jags and Chiefs at about 3.30 central time. Um, Who do you guys have and why? Um, Um, Chiefs. Chiefs. Da, 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 da. The racist chant. Um, I am all for the Chiefs. I think they're going to roll into the Super Bowl pretty easily. Um, Easily? Yeah. I think so. Um, unless it's played, oh, the stupid neutral site. So dumb. But no, I think they'll I think they'll win. Jacksonville needed a 27-point comeback to beat the Chargers at home. They're on the road. That is like the hardest stadium in all of NFL to play at. So Arrowhead. Yeah. I'd agree. I would put like five hundred dollars on the Chiefs. There's I don't think there's any way Jacksonville wins. They will they beat them like I think 40 to 14 or something like that. Like literally five weeks ago. No, it was 27, 17. Different team. I'm thinking of anyway, still beat them by 10. Um, And the chiefs were barely even trying, I'm guessing. And it was, it was like garbage touchdown at the end. And I don't think a Patrick Mahomes led team has not gone to the AFC championship game. I think this would be their fifth straight AFC championship appearance since he became a starter in 2018. So that's wild. Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in all of high school, well, college, and the NFL. Which one will break? Definitely the Trevor Lawrence on a Saturday. But, anyways, yeah, I'd put my money on Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I also had Chiefs winning. I think the, the Jags will hang around for a bit, um, but the Chiefs will just. I think it'll be kind of like that the Seahawks Niners game. Yeah. Maybe tight through half and then the Chiefs will just put on the on the gas. And the Jags um, will own the the AFC South for the next 10 years. Like literally they will they'll, it's going to be Bills, Chiefs, Jags. Those three teams will own the AFC and then Bengals. Literally the AFC has four teams that will just keep winning the division over and over and over again. And all of them have a really good quarterback. All of them have a really good young quarterback. Who are the other two teams in the AFC South? It's Titans, Jags, Colts, Houston. Texans. 
Oh, yeah. I was going to say, how can you make that claim? But yeah, you can. You can make that claim when those are the other three teams. No, the AFC South is horrible. They're just, they're, they're terrible. I mean, Tennessee's defense is decent. But Tannehill sucks and Derrick Henry's overpaid and aging. Yeah. They don't yeah, ever see He is getting up there. So, um, and don't the Jags, uh, what's his name? Ionette. Isn't he a, a first or second year? Yeah, he's a young guy coming up. They have Doug Peterson. That defense. Oh, what did he say? That defense is great. That defense is great. And Andrew said, oh, I don't know about great. I remember it. Guess what? That defense held the Chargers to three points in the second half. But the, char- the Chargers are so washy. Great. The Chargers will either put up like 40 or zero. Like there's no yeah. in between. They're kind of like the Bills. Yeah. Um, okay, Giants-Eagles. That is the Saturday night game. Um, I saw a graphic that showed since, I don't know if it was like like early 2000s, but if the Giants win a playoff game, when they make the playoffs, they then win the Super Bowl. Yeah. So they're, they they're, they're all or, or nothing since like early 2000. That's weird. I know. Yeah. Um. I, I actually do think the Giants are going to win. I don't. I. I think Jalen Hurts is still pretty banged up. I don't trust that he's going to be as good as he was. And I think. Listen. I don't. I. I don't really care. Honestly, I'll probably be cheering for the Giants. That sucked that they beat us last week, but they just. Listen. I hate the Eagles. Yeah, I hate their I fan base. I hate what they did to us in 2018. Listen. So I think. I think the Giants. Yeah. I think. I think they're going to win for a number of reasons. No, Eagles are gonna win. You think Jalen Hurts is healthy for sure? You think Nick Sirianni is gonna? He doesn't have to be healthy. Gardner Minshew okay. could play and they would win. Well, you are incompetent. It, for that. it shows that that did not happen this season. Minshew is zero and two, and Hurts was whatever eleven and one or twelve and one. Yeah. Yeah, but the Dallas game, he put up thirty-seven points and lost. Yeah. I agree with Andrew that I think the Eagles will win, but I would I'm definitely on Hayes' side in the sense of I'd much rather see Brian Dable and the Giants win over Douche. The team that just eliminated you from the playoffs. Yeah, because I agree with Hayes. No offense, a, a first-round exit. We, we, we did not play good enough to win that game, whereas like the Eagles-NFC championship game was just like we were definitely – like I still have tr- – like I just don't like – the Eagles. Just they have the like worst fan base yeah. in all of the major sports. I don't like their head coach. I think their head coach is a douchebag. Oh, he's a, um, yeah, he's horrible. Yeah, I don't like him. And like, yeah, like he said, their fan base. You can't even visit Philadelphia as an opposing fan without getting. No, people would be afraid to attend, with which beer. that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're like a San Francisco fan where they don't even care. They'll go anywhere, but. I, I, I obviously. Uh, Dallas. Oh, I would love a Dallas Philly. That'd be a nice. That'd be a nice game. That is, uh, yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen though either. Um, okay, so we all are in the same boat for the Saturday games. Hayes and I, or Andrew and I, think the Eagles will win, but Hayes and I are rooting for the Giants. Let's head to Sunday afternoon. The makeup Bengals Bills game is now going to happen. Um. I think they said it's exactly like 20 days from the uh, scary incident with DeMar Hamlin. Um, Give me the Bengals. I think they win. I think it's going to be a rematch of last year's AFC championship game. The Bills, what, they won by three points to a seventh-round rookie draft pick in a game they were favored by 14 and easily could have lost. So, Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I would say Bengals as well. Wow. Okay. See, I thought I was going to be the odd man out. I also have Cincy pulling the upset. I think they're like, I don't know. I feel like they're pretty equal teams. I think Joe Bur- Bur- Burrow is better than, than Josh Allen. So. This uh, season? No, overall, I think he's a better quarterback. I think it's too early to tell. Yeah, that's hard to tell. What's hard to tell about it? I mean, they're now just both very different. Years of success. No, not really. I think so. This would be Burrow's second. I mean, it's again, super impressive. Second straight 
Well, I guess, yeah, maybe not. I, has Buffalo even gone to an AFC Championship game? Once. And who'd they lose Josh to? Allen. The Chiefs, they lost I'm to assuming. The Chiefs, obviously, yeah. Okay. So. Oh, yeah, that was last year. Or no, two, two years ago. ago. Two years ago. Because last year, I agree with Hayes. I think the I think it will be a Chiefs-Bengals AFC rematch. And y'all already know who's winning that one. I'm pulling for the Chiefs, but I don't know. I don't know why I like the Chiefs so much. Just like Mahomes. Because Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. He's just a nice, just a nice guy. He's just good. Hard worker. Yeah. Super talented. Andy Reid's a likable coach, too. Yeah. Tyreek Hill's off the team, so. Yeah. We got Jet. Jarek McKinnon's on the Chiefs. Exactly. A Viking, Viking favorite, I would think. Um, okay. So, despite pretty much every, probably every other fan, every other like NFL fan, I would think is probably rooting for the bank for the bills because of like, just like, you know, the, the situation and the incident that happened that kind of all, all the magic and fate is going to be in the bills hands. Um, but so, which I, like I could the bills. again, also see them winning that game, but I just think the Bengals are the better team. Um, Cowboys Niners Sunday night. I think this one will be unanimous. Oh, that's tough to be honest with you. No, it's not. I, I, you know what? I, I'm going to go with the upset here. I think the Cowboys win. Um, because I think Brock Purdy's, I, I think it finally ends for him. I, I think the, all this crap that he's been able to pull together is going to finally end. He's going to show his true colors. He's going to have a bad game. Dak Prescott just had five total touchdowns last last game. So Against a Bucks defense that I think has fallen apart this season. Also, yeah. you say the Brock Purdy thing every single week. So maybe maybe he's just a good quarterback. Impossible. Also, he was the last pick in the draft. That's impossible. Nope, not true. Yes, it is. It's impossible. Nope, not true. He played at Iowa um, State. Anyways, so. and the 49ers have – Basically, two days more rest than Dallas. Rest in the NFL isn't as important as you thought it. You think it is to be. Actually, okay, we'll rest see. Can hurt even you. even if Dallas had two days more rest, I would still pick San Francisco because they're that much better. Dallas, Dallas is full of frauds. Dallas defense is not good, and their offense is mediocre. Point of spread. I think mediocre. it also comes down. I think it comes down to coaching, and Mike Shanahan is, I think, three times the coach that Mike McCarthy is. So you have to stop. Also, Dak Prescott sucks. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Good. <laughs> Make it end. Um. What'd you say? You said Dak Prescott sucks. Yes. Yes, he does. Bottom bottom half of the league quarterback, I'd say. And I think Brett Mayer's gonna miss some more. Uh, <laughs> Dude, that was insane. It's Brett Maher. Okay, that one's less. (laughs) Yeah, Hayes, chill out. Maher, Maher. You think he's going to miss four more extra points? I don't know. No, I didn't say four, but he's going to miss more. I don't think he's going to all of a sudden just bounce back. He has literally one of the worst games as a kicker in NFL history, and the next week he's just going to be perfect. I don't think so. He's going to be a game winning field goal. What? Market. That's what you're predicting? Write it down. Yeah. Write it down. You like writing. Oh, okay. Down. All right. Well, we got it. Good. I want to. I want to share um, the end of season. So I listened to our first, like one of our earlier episodes, and we made you know early season predictions, which I think you know we released in like June. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went back to then see what people said, and then of course looked at what was the final numbers so i'll go slow here so we can hear it but kirk cousins final numbers 4547 yards 29 touchdowns 14 interceptions um the person who was the closest in yards was hayes hayes was only 97 yards oh. off Hayes predicted 4,450 yards. So 97 yards off. That's impressive. That it is. Nicely done. Andrew, you were 397 yards off. You predicted 4,150. Whole game. And I was 297 off, 4,250. So Andrew was was the worst. Andrew was the worst. 
Um, Hayes and Andrew, you both predicted over 40 passing touchdowns. No way. No hey. way I predicted 40 passing touchdowns. Yeah, you did. What you, the hell? What I what I will say is when, when we post this episode and, and I'm working on some graphics to show like how close people were and if people are like, oh, I don't believe you. Well, then listen to the episode and you can find out yourself if, if I'm lying or not. But yeah. Hayes, you predicted 40 touchdowns. Kirk threw for 29, so you were 11 off. Andrew, you predicted 41. You were 12 off. I was technically the closest with 37. Um, what the Hayes, hell? you did, however, predict the exact number of interceptions. Hayes with predicted what, 14 14? interceptions, and Kirk threw exactly that. Interesting. So I was destroyed all year long for my terrible predictions. And look at this. And you predicted early season, very, very good ones. Um, I did not look up this one, but Andrew did predict a Kirk Cousins 68% completion rating. I don't think he got that. No, I don't think it was that high. That one's pretty easy to find. Probably like 65%. I'll have you throw it up then, Hayes. Uh, Kirk completed uh, 60, about 66% of his passes. So you're close. Uh-huh. Not bad. Um, Hayes, you, because there were like just additional notes too, if like someone said something. Hayes, you predicted Kirk would be in the MVP talk. I don't think he really ever truly was. I think. No, he wasn't. Know, his name was thrown up as maybe if he continues on this trajectory, but really JJ had more MVP talk than Kirk. Um, and then I predicted Kirk would be third all time in passing yards, passing touchdowns and wins. And he did exactly that. Well, so kind of fun. Um, Dalvin cook carried the ball 264 times for 1,173 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. That is a mediocre year. Hayes, both you and I predicted that he would carry the ball 260 times. So we were only four carries off. Wow. <laughs> Andrew, that. you did not predict any carries. You just nice had job. yards and touchdowns. Oh. <laughs> um, Hayes, you were only 67 rushing yards off from your prediction. You, predicted, you predicted 1,240. And this is the one where we all predicted within 30 yards. So we were all pretty close. Um, though once again, Andrew was the worst. Andrew predicted 1,270. I predicted 1,250. And again, Dalvin ran for 1,173. So Hayes was the only 67 off. I was 77. Andrew was 97. Sat, hate, I hate to say it, but Hayes was also the closest in touchdown predictions hayes predicted nine rushing touchdowns and dalvin cook had eight andrew you and i both had 11 mm. um hayes was the only one that pre- that predicted receptions hayes thought he'd have 50 receptions he had 39 okay i guess that's not that bad um Andrew, you did say Dalvin Cook would have 360 receiving yards. He had 295. That's pretty good. Not horrible. Close. Um, Hayes, you predicted Dalvin Cook would play all 17 games, and he did. That was, I would say, a very, very impressive prediction. That's a touchdown. Because he never had. Yeah, that's a touchdown. That's a very impressive prediction. So... That is Dalvin Cook. Um, Justin Jefferson. Hayes' <laughs> predictions continue to just be insanely impressive. Oh. Hayes, you and I predicted 130 catches. Uh, Justin Jefferson had 128. So you and I were only two catches off. Oh. I predicted 1,600 yards. JJ finished with 1,809, so I was about 200 off. Andrew, you were close. You predicted uh, 1,718 yards, so you were only 109 yards off. Good. 
Hayes, however, takes the cake. Hayes predicted 1,825 uh, receiving yards, and Dalvin Cook had 1,809, meaning he was only 16 yards off. It all comes back. Hayes wins in the end. Andrew, you did redeem yourself, and it was interesting because Hayes reamed you for this. Um. You predicted JJ would have eight receiving touchdowns, and he mm-hmm. had exactly eight receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Hayes, you predicted JJ would have fourteen receiving yeah. touchdowns, so you you lost some credibility there. A lot. Now, I I think the fact that he was only fourteen yards off and two catches off is incredibly impressive. Uh, I want to know. I, I was four touchdowns off. I had twelve. Andrew predicted Kirk to throw 41 touchdowns, but only eight to Jefferson. Where did the other 33 touchdowns was? He I think to go? I think we'll find them. Um, I bet he predicted Irv Smith. To have I like do believe seven. I had Irv Smith going for quite a bit of. <laughs> I think it was like good 15 year. Irv Smith touchdowns. It was a lot. Yes. What's 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 sad is our Irv Smith predictions aren't that far off, and he played half a season. <laughs> So it just showed we had no idea what we were talking about in terms of herbs, like um, usage in games. Um, Okay. So again, very impressive. Hayes, very impressive. Adam Thielen. I predicted 72 receptions. Andrew, you did not say any receptions. Uh, Hayes, you predicted 50 receptions. Adam Thielen had 70. So I was the closest, only being two catches off. I did predict Adam Thielen to have 1,050 yards. So I was 330 yards off there. Andrew, you predicted 819 receiving yards. So you were only 100 yards off. Adam Thiel- um, Hayes, you predicted Adam Thielen to have 720 receiving yards. Adam Thielen finished with 716 receiving yards. Mm. So Hayes was four <laughs> yards off. I hate this episode. Mm. Interesting. Very... Hayes, this is very impressive. Like you should definitely. No, like... this is luck. No, oh. it's 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 pretty. I mean, he's been spot on with essentially every player so far. We'll see if he can do it two years in a row. I was reamed. I was reamed endlessly week in and week out. And I bit my tongue. But now... I can gloat because Andrew looks like a fool. <laughs> no, I don't. You just look, you, I don't know. I would not say Andrew looks like a fool. Cause it's not like he's like many, many yards off. You just look very impressive. I always look impressive. Um, Change your shirt. Thielen, Thielen finished <laughs> with six receiving touchdowns. Hayes predicted eight. Andrew, you predicted 14 <laughs> and I predicted 13. So, <laughs> um, he had six, by the way. Well, no, maybe uh, if he spent a little less time on Instagram uh, and maybe practicing, he could actually do something once in a while. Like, <laughs> buddy, your time is up, right? I love you. I love everything you've done. You're not worth the money, so you can go play anywhere else. It actually makes more sense to restructure him than to cut him and this and that. But No. Oh, did you see the the uh, po- uh, Caitlin Thielen's comment? Yes. <laughs> It's like Kyle Rudolph when Herb Smith got drafted. Yep, it is actually very similar because he feels you just have he's to say goodbye being... to those guys sometimes. I'm fine with it. It's more just annoying that she like because someone someone even was trying to like give her benefit of the doubt. They're like, "Oh, business negotiations always suck," and she's like, "It's not about business negotiations. It's about being able to use Adam's talents." And it's like, okay, we've seen him run. He yeah, maybe he can go slow. coach somewhere. He'd be a good coach, but. Be a You're great done. Coach. You're done with football, buddy. And again, I'd say he didn't even have a bad season. He's just not your two, and he's not worth whatever 19 million that he would be potentially making this. The year. amount of attention that Jefferson gets, he should be. I mean, any like above average receiver should be doing quite well, especially his with long, TJ Hawkinson. His long this year was 36 yards. Yeah, and it probably was mainly like just a deep ball, and he scram like scrambled for like six more yards yeah like it was not probably like a a a yards after catch uh reception not at all um kj osborne 
finished the season with 60 receptions, 650 yards, and five touchdowns. This is where I look like an idiot. Hayes predicted 75 receptions, so 15 off, not bad. 850 receiving yards, so 200 yards off, not terrible, but definitely not good. And 10 receiving touchdowns. Um, Andrew, you did predict KJ to have over a thousand yards. Holy. So you were 367 yards off on that department. I was very off on receptions. I had 33 receptions, um, but only two, I was, I predicted two, 400, 400 yards um, receiving. So also it's about 250 off. So Hayes was still the closest. Andrew, you and I though were close with receiving touchdowns. KJ had four, or we predicted four. KJ had five. Nice. Andrew though did predict two rushing KJ touchdowns, which I don't even think. I think he ran the ball twice. <laughs> we can skip that part. Um, Irv Smith <laughs> Jr. So what? What I find funny is we predicted, assuming that he played like a full season. And in terms of yards, we weren't really close. But in terms of receptions, Hayes, you and I predicted 30 and 31, and he had 25. So we were only six catches off, and despite him missing 10 games or nine games or whatever it was. So we're, we're going to have to really think about tight ends for the next year or something. Yeah. Um, Irv Smith only had 185 receiving yards. Andrew thought he'd have 600. Ooh. Hayes, you thought he'd have 525. I technically was the closest because I thought he'd only have 350. Um, he had two receiving touchdowns. Hayes, you predicted three. I predicted five. And Andrew predicted 11. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was a big Irv Smith believer in the beginning of the year. That's fair. Um, those Boy. are all the offensive guys. I didn't dive too dip deep into defense because uh, it was a little tougher to calculate. Um, but Andrew did also predict that Christian Derrissaw would not allow a single sack this season. I was pretty close. We, we all also predicted that the Vikings would be a top five offense. And I looked and I believe they finished seventh or eighth. Yeah, that seems right. So fun just to, to look back on it. I can maybe share the defense at some point. But um, congrats, Hayes. You, you killed it without a doubt. Very I wasn't I was not expecting that. I was not at all. Um. Um, we can move on to grading the overall 2022 Minnesota Vikings season. So keep in mind, this is the overall season. You are, you know, looking at all the good, all the bad. I even weighed expectations as well. Um, cause I think you, a grade would be different if we were going into this season, expected to go very very far um so andrew we can start with you what grade would you give the 2022 minnesota vikings season i would give it an a minus and the only reason why it's not a a is because of the defense and um i mean obviously we got a lot more wins than we were expected and a first year head coach which is pretty insane i think the biggest takeaways is that O'Connell got a whole year in a system that he just installed and took us to 13 wins with a bottom of the league defense. Also getting all these like offensive guys in um, a whole year of scheme and Quasi. I mean, I'd say it was just big for Quasi and KOC for the main part. Like obviously if we could have won a Super Bowl, it would have been great. But I mean, I don't think even going into the postseason, any of us necessarily thought that would happen. I did. Yeah, we, we um, all technically thought it, but yes, I don't know if we actually really believed it. I really oh, wanted I really it to did. happen, but I also knew it would be very, very, very difficult, and a lot of things would have to go our way, which already happened during the season. Okay, so A minus. Yeah, I'd give it a B minus. Oh, all right. Let's hear it. Listen, the offense is great. The offense is an A plus. 
But when you have the worst defense I've ever seen in my entire life, which is an F, I grade that defense. Um, it brings your percentage down a lot. And Greg Joseph wasn't very good. The special teams was embarrassing. Um, at points. Defense weekend. What? I would say the special teams was embarrassing at points. I would not say they were embarrassing all year round. The defense was atrocious week in and week out. Um, they, 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 they could not stop anyone. They were giving up 500 yards to Mac Jones and, and 400 yards to Teddy Bridgewater in one half. They were horrible. So that brings it down. And, yeah, you know, I guess there wasn't a ton of expectations with a rookie head coach and a rookie general manager. But on paper – this team was going to be a 11 or 12 win team to just see how they were going to do when they actually went out and played and they won 13 games, but now nah, I give it a B B minus. Uh, how could you say that this team on paper were, was 11 and 12 when we had not done that in five years? Well, based on the talent, I'm talking talent, you know, you write all these names down and you hand it to someone in the you know an average a football fan that knows all these names are gonna be like oh that's that's a pretty good team you have Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith rushing on the edge you're gonna get a ton of pressure you have Dalvin Tomlinson and Harrison Phillips they're gonna be run stoppers you have Eric Hendricks and Jordan Hicks oh these guys are gonna be good you have Patrick Peterson and a Cam Dantzler who's maybe finally starting to figure it out and some rookie guys you got a set uh, safeties with Bynum who played well and Harrison Smith who can teach Lewisine his stuff defensively this team should have been a lot better with those guys oh for sure oh, you, have, you have a finally you have an offensive line figured out finally you have Kirk Cousins with an offensive coach and Dalvin Cook you have Justin Jefferson and KJ Osborne who showed flashes last time and Adam Thielen should be good on paper this team should have been you know obviously they won 13 games but I I, I think we all predicted them obviously because we're Vikings fans more optimistically but I feel like most people should have been giving them 11 wins or so. Yeah. I mean, I, I just remember conversations that we had over the summer where people were like, oh, 11 wins, 12 wins. That's super optimistic. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, I think a lot of, you know, sports analysts were predicting nine. I think the over for the Vikings was like eight and a half. So I, I, I would just say, I don't know if I agree. I, I agree to an extent of what you're saying that like, I think we had the talent to potentially be like an 11 win team. Um, but I think also the fact that it was a rookie head coach and it's not super common that like they're immediately going to be effective, that there was not like a high expectation that we were going to win 11 games. Um, with that being said, I'm kind of right in the middle of you two. I gave this a B plus season, um, maybe even like a B because um, I think the offense was a huge step forward. Uh, last year we were like middle of the pack and this year we finished being a top, like above a top 10 offense. I think being 11 and one in one score games when the previous year we were six and eight um, is a massive step in the right direction. I mean, I think we would have been content if we went from six and eight to like 10 and four, like uh, in one score games. And we went almost pretty close to per I mean, perfect in the regular season. Um, of course, the, the game that you really want to win a one score game, we don't. Um, Andrew, I, I wrote down, had we won at least one playoff game, I think we could give this season an A-, minus. but I think the fact that we were one and done in the postseason, I couldn't give it an A just because, like, even though expectations weren't there, you had a home playoff game against a team that really, like, they're good because they made the postseason, but, like, they kind of fell apart towards the end of the year. Their offense really isn't that good, and you allowed it to be good. Twice, two separate games, you allowed a bad offense to torch you. Um, and then, yeah. I think I the blowouts, with, too. Yeah, and, and I agreed with Hayes in the sense, or I guess the other positive I had was you had eight fourth-quarter comebacks, which I think tied a NFL record. Um, so those are all, and then, yeah, division champs, 
won 13 games. Um, all these things happened in a year that was considered a competitive rebuild, which is why I think you get, you know, you, you, you get a lot of, you get a, a very, very high score, like a 95 or so in terms of like, just kind of surpassing expectations. And then defensively, yeah, was horrendous. Um, they, uh, I didn't think it was possible to be a worse defensive team than last year or even a worse defensive team than 2020. And yet we were in both yards um, per game and points per game. Hayes, I did a similar strategy to you in the sense of like giving the offense a grade and then giving the defensive grade and kind of meeting in the middle. The reason I can't give the defense a complete F is because there were moments in which they came through that secured ourselves a win. Um, if Pat P in that defense doesn't get a stop against Buffalo, that's a tie, if not a loss. Um, same with Cam Dantzler stripping the ball from Amir, Smart, Smart, Amir Smith-Marset against the Bears. That's either a tie or a loss. Um, red zone defense against the Patriots, same thing, tie or a loss. So I think the fact I hate saying it because it's it's complimenting Ed Donatel, but there were parts where the defense most certainly bent, like bend, bended, but they did not break, um, and that was a that allowed us to secure wins. Um, so I think if we finish like ten and seven or eleven and six because of games that the defense broke, then I think you could give it a complete F. But there were times where even if they were terrible for 58 of the 60 minutes, like if they were able to secure a win by making a, a crucial stop or forcing a turnover, like you got to give credit where credit's due. So, yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It was also a very fun season. I mean, the Colts and Bills games are going to be games that you remember forever. Oh, yeah. Um, the The fact that you have finally kind of like a young offense is very exciting. Like between JJ and TJ and KJ. <laughs> um, and like, Imagine if Kirk Cousins was five years younger. Yeah. Here's an idea. Draft a quarterback. I already know who I like in a draft. Ooh, Bryce Young. No, not Bryce Young. CJ Shroud. Not Anthony Richardson. I love this. I'll be very disappointed. Max Duggan. Well, it'd have to be someone who's 26th or 27th, and I still don't think we will get a quarterback in the first round. Um, maybe the Interesting. Third. Depends what they do with Kirk. I mean, you'll kind of know if they extend in the end, they'll probably wait. If they don't, then. But Hayes was even saying you don't necessarily, yeah, you don't have to do any contract stuff this year with him. I don't think you should. And I like the over the cap website. Cut. What'd you say? Over the cap. Is, it a, is that a good website? Yeah. Okay. I'll look into it. Um, okay. So after hearing each other's takes, are we staying firm on our final grade? I think my grade is per, uh, technically the best, but it's fine. You can... <laughs> Dude, you're literally about to say perfect. That's insane. <laughs> um, no, I think Hayes is way too low. Agreed. I think it's almost disrespectful. I think Hayes could go up to a B. I think I was considering it, but I think the defense Now is... you don't want to because we said to? <laughs> No, I was considering it before the defense is the worst defense I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, technically not because we weren't the worst. We were the second worst, second worst in yards, third worst in points. They suck. <laughs> um. So you're staying on your B minus. Yes, I am staying on my B. That is incorrect, but it's fine. Andrew, you're staying on your A minus. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Well. We'll leave it to the audience. I wouldn't drop it down just because you had it as a B plus. Like, I'm not that way. Um, all right. 
Our next question before kind of like closing out, unless you guys had any other final things you want to talk about, is what is the percentage that you think Ed Donatell is back next season? Not the percentage you want. I pray to God it's zero. Huh? (laughs) He's horrible. Yes, I think, again, I think we all want him gone no matter what. But I'm saying kind of we have now a year kind of getting an, an understanding of who KOC is, KOC is who, who uh, Kwesi is. Um, again, I think we all are in agreement. It better be a 0% chance that he's back, but. I think there's like a 5% chance he's back. Okay. I would be very, very surprised. Okay. So you, you, you feel comfortable and confident that uh, KOC and Kwesi aren't going to give Donatello a second chance. No, I think they're both not those like tough, crazy guys who are just going to fire them in front of everyone, this or that. But I also don't think they're super calm about it where they're going to keep them another year. Um, there's guys who can do so much better than him that are, you know, younger and can kind of, uh, you know, be just be with the team a little better, you know. Like, I, th- I think young coaches just can get along with those younger guys a little better. Ed Donatel's like 70 years old and yeah, you know, old ways. I would agree. Five I, would say, I would say about 5%. I was maybe thinking 10, but I really don't see it. I think, I think you had, yeah, like he said, an old coach basically coaching old, slow players. And so, I mean, if what it looks like, according to like our cap situation next year, you're going to have to tear apart that defense. And so you might as well just bring in a bunch of new guys and install a new scheme since you're only one year in. I mean, I could understand if you're two years in and you had actual good defensive players. Um, But I saw something today and it was like seven out of the eight playoff teams run a four, three, at least some of the plays. And I don't think we did really at all this season. Um, And I mean, like it's, it's bad when like, sometimes you can tell, you can't tell if it's like you have bad players or it's a bad scheme like this year, it was just both. Um, so I think both need to go. But, yeah, I would say 5% chance. I could see KOC just giving him an extra year, but I I doubt that. Yeah, It'd be a disservice to the whole team. I would agree. And, and that's a really good point, too, saying, like, if it was a bunch of young players that sort of just, like, can figure out the scheme and everything, like, maybe you give a guy a second chance. But, like – these are players that have been on the Vikings for years, at least most of them, with a coach who's been in the league for years. Um, I think a one and done is definitely um, worthy. I originally had 10% chance of him staying, but I, I would also agree. I think I, I'd bring it down to like a 5% chance, just hoping and or just, yeah, I think KOC is a smart man to know where someone just might not fit. Mm-hmm. And I think this style defense with, with these certain players just does not work. Um, I'd also say it's kind of nice to know that they're not like right out of the, like right after the game firing him. It's like giving it some time. Cause you have quite a bit of time. I mean, you'll have candidates to be defensive coordinators up until the end of January, middle yeah. of February. Um I mean, like the last regime or what, however you want to call it, like cutting Daniel Carlson after one pretty terrible game, and then he turns out to be pretty amazing. Like, I guess Literally I don't hope that for Ed Donatel, but I think it's good to know that they are like evaluating their options, and like I'm sure they're watching a ton of film. Yeah. Well, also Daniel Carlson was a rookie. Ed Donatel has been in the league for 30 years. Right. Right. Um. And I was even going to say you could give Donatel some benefit of the doubt with the fact that, like, you know, he was given this team and and pretty much all of these players. Um, but, again, if they, like, had seen some improvement, I think you could give him benefit of the doubt for being so bad. But they were worse with, I mean, you had a healthy Daniil Hunter and a pretty healthy Zadaria Smith, and you still were a worse football team. Or a worse defensive football team. I mean, the whole defense was really healthy most of the year. Delvin Thompson missed some time. Other than your D-backs. Yeah, right. But 
and some rookies, but you had Eric Hendricks basically the whole year. Harrison Smith missed a couple games for the first time. I think you just, yeah, you have a lot of bad players playing for not very good scheme. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I agree. I would agree. Now, the day that he is fired. Oh, I, that was the other thing I was going to say is maybe the reason they're taking so long is they're uh, encouraging him to maybe just step away, retire. retire. Um, I mean, again, like you said, isn't he almost 70 years old? That would have to be like the most obvious retirement firing of all time. I feel like. Yes. I mean, I was, I don't know a ton of them, but at least. But like, who's, who's really gonna be like, uh, really? Did you retire? Or you just. I like, ended on such a high note this year. Yeah. Like yeah. nobody, you didn't. It'll be more just no. like, oh, I want to retire. So yeah. That's my time. It'd be like the uh, when Gronk was about to be traded to the Lions, <laughs> and he's like, "You can't trade me. I'm retired." <laughs> be like that. Uh, I still don't understand how that worked out for him. I don't know either. He's a weird guy, but he's kind of funny. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, one potential conspiracy that could happen, doubtful. But what if the Chargers fire Brandon Staley? Would you I don't see it happening. You don't yeah, see one, gonna... them being fired, him being fired, or two, us? Potential? I would love to have him as the defensive As the DC? But... Um... I don't see him being fired. No, I don't also, see he him hasn't really done much for that defense in Los Angeles. I think it's is... just the fact that he's not a fit with the Chargers. Like, I feel I like he's Her- Herbert should have an offensive-minded head coach. Mm, that's a good point. But that would mean then the Chargers would have to listen to their fan base. Which that's just what I'm seeing with the fan base. They're like. Offensive minded head coach is what we need. Um okay, that was kind of the last agenda item. This is a pretty solid epi. I don't know mm-hmm. if you have any other final things you need to get off the chest right now. Otherwise, we'll just brainstorm sort of what to talk about next week. Start thinking maybe we'll have news to report. Oh, I hope so. Um but yeah, we can talk more specific agenda details. But I think a solid episode. Yeah, nice, nice job. You guys as well. So this is Meet at the Quarterback, a Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Harrison. I'm Hayes. I'm Andrew. <laughs>